Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. Bro. But you really should support WrestleTalk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Make sure you watch and listen to WrestleTalk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. We've got loads more time today. Yeah, that's yeah. what we like to hear. We're, if anything, We've got two minutes to play with. Oh, absolutely. Oh. We have, yeah. What yeah. do you want to do with those two minutes? iTunes reviews. Yes, that's that's the it's way what the people it. want. It's what everyone wants to hear. Uh, we did get this email in from Marcelino, who uh, says, Dear Luke and everyone else, maybe I'm a little bit late hearing you guys talk about parents being worried about The Fiend. Well, I've got two younger sisters, aged 12 and 6, who watched SummerSlam with me and loved The Fiend, hey. but were scared, but still loved it. To be fair, they also love Undertaker, and especially his entrance. Also, I like the iTunes reviews because I know they help the channel grow. That's what it's all about. That person knows. Uh, but yeah, the, the the fiendishness, the scary fiendishness of the fiend. Mm-hmm. Kids love it. Like be, being scared is an exciting emotion. Indeed, it is. Uh, also, a follow up to yesterday's chat about football at three pm. Mm. Uh, this comes in from Alex, who says, uh, The Fiend got me back into wrestling properly after a couple of months of being bored with a product. I listened to the podcast for the first time in a while yesterday and realized just how much I missed you guys. Aww. However, your chat about football irked me a little, so I point you towards the below. The Times of Games are moved due to this law of no-life football, and he linked me to a Wikipedia 
uh, article. Uh, the 3 p.m. blackout, so it reads, In the 1960s, Burnley FC chairman Bob Lord successfully convinced fellow Football League chairman that televised matches on a Saturday afternoon would have a negative effect on the attendances of other Football League's games that were not being televised as a result reduced uh, and as a result, reduce their financial income. As a result, the FA Premier League and Football League do not permit English matches to be televised between 2.45 and 5.15 on a Saturday within the United Kingdom. Until recently, the FA Cup final was an exception and that was broadcast at 3pm on a Saturday in May. However, in 2012, the FA Cup final was moved to 5pm. That is fascinating because the FA are an incredibly money-grabbing operation. Exactly. But this seems like... A moral support of grassroots football fandom. But it was done in the 60s. Mm. I think if they had their choice now, absolutely that would not be the case. They would show every match that they possibly could as long as they were the ones who made the money. All at the same time. All at the same time on all like on one screen. And then you essentially just like move your the arrows on your uh, your device, whatever. Remote control. Remote control, that's call the, one it. the buttons. Yep. Um, and yeah, you, and you just choose the match that you want to focus on. I wish there was a similar rule in place for wrestling, particularly to just cut out that third hour of Raw and maybe stop SmackDown going to Friday nights. Yeah, the Friday nights one's a bit of a problem. I'm thinking about it. I think we're going to have to come in on Saturdays. I think we might have to. I think we've known that all along as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more or less been sort of like an ongoing thing. Yeah. I'm going back to, you know, 18 months ago when this deal was first announced and I text you saying, hey, it's moving to Friday nights. We really need to have a chat about this. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm. And it, it's, we're now at that bridge. No, we're at the bridge. We're yeah. at the bridge now. And we're only just really... <sighs> we've been essentially ignoring the fact that we're at the bridge for the last few months. Been like, ah, the bridge will work itself out. That's a massive bridge. Oh, yeah. We can all fit over that. <laughs> if the bridge crumbles, the, the, the water is only knee deep. We can navigate back easily. We'll be fine. The thing is, though, you know what's on the other side of that bridge? What's that? Views. Yes, there it is. Maybe. I'm, you know, I'm counting on everyone else's laziness. If we're the only people bothering to come in on a Saturday and recording SmackDown reviews, then everyone's got to come to us. Absolutely. And there is no sweeter victory than by default. Oh, it's the two sweetest mm, words in mm, the English mm, language. Mm, mm, mm. Technicality. Default. Default. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so this was an email we didn't get to read yesterday. It comes in from Jem, who says, Hello, Luke, Randy, Laurie, Pete, SoCalVal, Blake, Hammy, piece of crap, <laughs> but not high to you, you dastardly heel Broccoli Davis. Broccoli Davis? Joke's on you. I love broccoli, particularly the tender stem variety, because I'm fancy. See what I did there, Ollie? It's back to the email. See what I did there, Ollie? I replaced your name with Randy because I like him more now. <laughs> Let me explain. But I love broccoli. I, a couple of weeks ago, this I emailed in saying how I popped huge for you guys, mentioning Damn. how some people have an American accent but are Turkish and have gone to an American school, etc. Because I have those characteristics. I also said that you guys were the first podcast ever to pop me in such a huge way and you guys are my favorite podcast and i enjoy it a lot i laugh out loud along with you guys on a daily basis but i've never popped so hard on a podcast and i wanted to share with you guys that you were the first to do it then that dastardly heel oliver davis had the arrogance uh -oh. to say that i should pop more to the podcast <laughs> and took it as an insult now you listen to me, Oliver Davis. You are no longer my favourite person in the world that oozes charisma. No! I don't want you. You, my friend, went from Montez Ford to Baron Corbin. And now I proclaim myself Ollie Davis's number one 
hater. Oh, wow. Thankfully, Luke Owen was there to defend my honor and explain how I would have popped because you guys were mentioning characteristics specific to me. I am now Luke Owen's number two fan. Love to everyone except Ollie, Jem. Well, after that email, you certainly are a number two something. <laughs> Good work, mate. Is it Jem or is it Jem? Well, he writes Jem in the email, or they write Jem, I should yeah. say. Um, oh, so it's not C-E-M. Well, it is C-E-M, but Ooh. then uh, they oh, write in brackets. Jem. It's Jem. Well, you know, Jem, I do I don't, I'm sorry that you hate the podcast so much. That's what I hear when you say, ah, the one time I've only had an audible reaction to your podcast was this narcissistic thing where I recognized a bit of my own identity and what you were talking about. You should be popping for every joke I say like I pay Luke to. (laughs) Five pounds, please. Um, thank you all for the correspondence we had about 2K20 as well after uh, Simon and I had a bit of a meltdown about it on the NXT show. Um, in our defense... Oh, did you get triggered? We didn't get triggered. We just said, like, the, that was when they announced that Fiend was DLC and we were like, get out. Oh, no, it was a pre-order bonus. We said, get out, just put him in the game. Like, it doesn't need to be a pre-order bonus. It's just a way for 2K to extort more money out of players. Now, at that period of time, we literally had just been told the words, he is a pre-order bonus. So we did overreact at that time. So a few people have emailed and say, it doesn't cost you any extra to get it. My argument still stands that it's a cynical move. You could have just put him in the game or made him day one DLC that's free to everyone to play. Because currently, the only way to get him is to pre-order the game. If you buy the game day two, you don't get the Fiend. So you have to pre-order the game or... Buy the Ultra Edition versions, which do cost more money, and that's how you guarantee yourself to get the character on day two. Ergo, extorting more money out of players. I just... I Pre-order characters for 2K games have been a thing for five years. But it doesn't make them right, Davis. That's the point, man. Just, I'm just so just, past What a it. terrible business move. But, you know, it's a terrible business move they've been doing for five years, so really, is it that terrible? That's what we do. What do we do? We just, you know... In Terrabangs. <laughs> in Terrabangs in titles. free content. Yeah. We, we don't charge people for in Terrabangs. Oh, we charge people with their attention, Is which we have we baited do? in with the power of the in Terrabang, the fully capitalised word. Yeah. For a while, we experimented with differently colouring those words. Oh, mate, that was a fun little period. Didn't work. Oh, no, it didn't work at all. But that's another trick. I'd almost say it had a negative impact <laughs> on the way that our videos performed. Few people also say, like, well, you have Patreon. Isn't that the same thing? I was like, well, no. Our content's free. Exclusive content, though. It's exclusive content. Have to, people have to pay for it. But everything else is free. Yeah. So if you don't want that stuff, that's, that for me, that's DLC. That's if you want to get the extra content, have at it. But it's not like there is this free bit if you, and I've done free in big air quotes there, that you can also get, but you have to do this other thing here or buy some extra stuff to get the free content and there's a the big difference they won me over with fed up Seamus man with the Seamus of yeah. the dead which is a much better name which is great uh, and yeah if 2k want to sponsor the show I do feel we're like also I, open I do feel like I should stop ragging on 2k just in case they do want to do something with us they're one of the most natural sponsors of wrestle talk but nothing's ever come to pass no because probably because we badmouth them a lot because every time we play their games we're like this game's rubbish this game's very bad what a stupid way to kick out of a submission 
why they made this game so unnecessarily dumb. Why can Kevin Nash just now climb up to the top of the ladder and capitalize on all my hard work? Yeah, this game is very poorly programmed and is really no fun to play. Can't put that on the advert, can you? Not like Cultaholic with their sycophantic, it's the best wrestling game I've ever played. It's the best wrestling game this year. <laughs> Sorry, Adam Pacitti didn't just walk into the studio and start talking into a microphone. That was just me and I doing pitch perfect impressions. You love it. <laughs> you love it. Uh, right, but I'm going to read this email in. Uh, uh, remail out, in fact. Remail? Yes. Re- 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 remail. And that's because it comes from Ruben. Which is where I've uh, I've started to read a word, then say a different word in my head, and I got easily confused. Uh, And then we'll get into the podcast. Uh, This comes from Ruben, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, and the rest of Talk crew. I just wanted to say an email. uh, Sorry, I wanted to send an email to say that on Thursday, I got my A-level result, and despite them being the hardest they've been since 2005, I managed to get into my first choice of university, Reading. Pronounce reading. No, it's not. It's reading university. It's my. It was my home for thirty years, apart from when I moved away to go to university myself. Um, it's always going to be my second base, I suppose, because my folks, uh, my my in-laws still live there. My parents moved away because it's a dump, but it's you know it's still going to be my home away from home. Um, I put it partly down to you guys, as during the months of revision, I would sit down and listen to the podcast to help me revise. I've always found that very fascinating because people talking while I'm trying to read something just means I'm not listening to the people talking or I'm listening to the people talking and not reading the thing I'm supposed to be reading. Totally, yeah. You get you get too many voices in your head like Randy Orton. Yeah. But I guess the benefit of our podcast is really it's just white noise. Oh, yeah. So it's quite maybe a relaxing thing. I think in the next series of Stranger Things, Eleven should just put on the Wrestle Ramble and she can clear her head completely. <laughs> Or maybe just kids these days are so in tune with podcasts that they can do both and take in all of that information. I mean, Ruben did say here that A-levels are the hardest they've been since 2005. God, I know what That was when I did my A-levels. Did no, my... no, I did mine in 2006. Oh, so you got the easy ones then? Yeah, yeah. we're there. Yeah, really I got, easy I got yeah. the difficult ones because I was 2004. Yeah, 2004 I did mine. So I got the really difficult ones. But 2006 was still really hard. Well, they were, they were easy, though, because this guy just said, hey, they, they're, now they're hard again. You were, Who's you were, judging them? You were in that 15-year period where it was dead easy to pass them. Uh, anyway, uh, he continues. You don't understand how much of a help the podcast was, as music for me is way too distracting, but hearing you guys speak, huh. brackets, weird, right? Um, it uh, worked fine for me. Thank you. I got into uni I've aspired to go to, and now will be part of the Henley Business School. Uh, continue to be you. You change so many lives you don't even know it. Stay awesome. That's from Ruben, who was the guy who sent in one of my personal favorite Rusev Hayes, the Riot Squad story. Yes, <laughs> where they didn't have enough money for the cab. <laughs> Well, was that in, like, Bristol or Bournemouth? Such a, it was Bournemouth. Such a good story. And a real, like, magnifying <laughs> glass over WWE as a company. Um, but anyway, we need to crack on into the show now because, oh, dear. After the positivity of yesterday's episode, this was a real crash down yeah. to earth. Is WWE ruining Kevin Owens already? Here's the show. A great five weeks of WWE. Even when SmackDown has not been, like, great or, I'd say, as good as Raw, it's still been a good show. Yes. There's still been a lot of really good stuff to talk about. That was not the case on this week's episode of SmackDown. Mm, I feel like we baited this because yesterday on the Raw review we kept saying, hey, they, they've got it. They're it's, in their groove now. It's so much fun being a WWE fan again. And this was, 
Like, I'd still prefer this show to, like, the shows that we were getting before the recent resurgence in quality. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like before this last month period, it was just so scattergun. Matches didn't mean anything. They'd have weird structures to the shows. Everyone was stuck in their own little feud. It was very repetitive. But you do, it was still, like, fundamentally, like, just how they played out the episode, it made more sense. It had a higher level of coherence than WWE has done for years. Unfortunately, they made booking decisions I very much disagree with here. Yeah, totally. Particularly around Kevin Owens. Like, I think the Roman Reigns one, you can say, that was a bit dumb. And yeah, that, that, that's not a great way to end the show. It's not a cliffhanger. It's driving off a cliff. Yes. But it's... You know, it's just dumb. But I would say the Kevin Owens thing is actually harmful. Mm. And that's that's where I kind of really took issue with it. Yeah, stick around to the end of the show because we'll be talking about the Roman Reigns cliffhanger reveal. <laughs> that totally didn't work. Oh, no, it didn't. Uh, but we'll kick off with Kevin Owens and how they took his character today. Yeah. And this, to me, really smacks of Becky Lynch apologising to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That's the exact same comparison I gave it in my um, SmackDown review. I was like, what is it with this company and having their stone-cold-like baby faces who are on fire apologising to McMahons? So brief recap of Owen so far. Last six weeks or so, he has been the anti-authority figure on SmackDown, cutting work shoot promos on how Shane is holding everyone down. It builds and climaxes, really, at SummerSlam, where he doesn't just beat Shane, he sort of beats Elias as well. So I don't know why this feud is still continuing at this point. And then last week he was, you know, still badass and Shane was kind of toying with him. This week, oh, Shane fined him $1,000. $100,000. Which no one reacted to because no one cares about that sort of thing. And Owen started to play up, oh, but how will I provide to my family? Which no one cares about. Which no one cares about either. The same stuff that Kofi was doing. And they've moved that to caring about Xavier Woods and the New Day, which is a much better idea. But no, they had that last week. And this episode had that the first interaction between them was Kevin Owens going up to Shane backstage and just saying, I want to talk man to man, father to father. Like, I don't find me. $100,000 might not mean anything to you, but I was at home and I was looking at my kids and I thought, I can't provide for my kids if you're taking this sort of money away from me. And I'm like, it's, this isn't the Kevin Owens that we want to see, right? Yeah, and it just makes the whole promotion at Rinky Dink. Yeah, why aren't you paying your people properly? I know. Yeah, I'd you're, like... a, you're a global worldwide touring company. Pay your wrestlers to wrestle. I just, yeah, like, it just comes off as false. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to believe that Kevin Owens, this guy who was was the Universal Champion a couple of years ago hasn't got enough money. No, he's been he's wrestled at loads of WrestleManias. I don't want to be thinking about that. No, I want to be like getting invested in the in the feuds and and the more human elements of it. They're supposed to be larger than life characters. You're supposed to go to these shows to be like, oh my god, these sort of mythical creatures. It's what Ric Flair was always doing, but it doesn't really work the other way round. Yeah, so. They, 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 like Shane said, I'll think about it. And then the main event of the show was the King of the Ring first round match between Elias and Kevin Owens. And before that main event, we had Shane again backstage with KO. And Shane said, look, I've thought about it. If you put your hands on a referee again, then I'll have to fire you. But for now, I'll make do with an apology. And Kevin Owens 
apologizes to Shane McMahon. And then holds his hand out for a handshake. And Shane is the one who declines it and says, we're not there yet. So I... Uh, when that happened, I thought, okay, well, you know, that's awful in the moment, but it must play into an angle later on. We've got the main event coming up. Shane's going to come down. Kevin Owens is going to be smarter than the heels, and he's going to have some form of comeuppance, a revenge plan, and he hasn't really apologised. He had his fingers crossed. He didn't really mean it. Exactly. And I'm watching this, quite frankly, Boring. Oh, Kevin Owens God, Elias main event. Was a boring match. Yeah, and that's saying something for an Owens match. Like Elias has never been the most engaging in-ring worker. There was a moment when he turned babyface where I was quite getting into him because he was the one being worked over as opposed to him boringly working over other people. Yeah. There's a reason why people didn't really get into Elias in NXT. It's because NXT is a place where you go and have great matches and Elias was not doing that. Mm. And, yeah, like, they have this boring match. Shane McMahon comes down at one point. That was sort of the going-into-ad-break cliffhanger that Shane's music had hit. And he played into the finish where he revealed he had a referee shirt on. Kevin Owens couldn't possibly touch him because that would mean he'd lose his job. And Elias gives him a schoolboy. Shane does a count, a fast count. A fast count, which is the second fast count, I believe, for uh, Owens in two weeks. Mm. So Elias fast counted yes. him last week. Yeah. And that, that was it. There was no large plan. There was no master strategy behind Owens. No. He just sat there looking a bit dejected and, it was like, and furious. Oh, I, got, I got fooled by I thought Shane was on the level. Why would you think that Shane is on the level? I, I don't understand why you would have had... like This character... Th th today's episode, or yesterday's episode rather, didn't work for the Kevin Owens character. Kevin Owens shouldn't be trusting Shane McMahon. No. Kevin Owens shouldn't be apologizing to Shane McMahon and then holding out his hand for a handshake and trusting that Shane will do the right thing. Because Kevin Owens, his entire WWE run on SmackDown has been, I don't trust Shane. When he was a heel and Shane was a babyface, I don't trust Shane. Now the roles are reversed. He doesn't trust him even more and hates him even more. So why is he now going like... Yeah, you're right, man. I am sorry. I shouldn't have put my hands on, a, on an official. Can we be friends now? That makes no sense for the Kevin Owens character. And it's not engaging. No. Like, you can make that work if you are the right kind of performer. Like, you're more of a blue-eyed baby face, I guess. But Kevin Owens' whole shtick has been fight Owens fight. Anti-authority. Anti-authority. I'll get kicked out of shows if need be. I'll yeah. put my career on the line to make sure you quit. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'll put my... Because I want to have a match with you and I want to beat you up and prove that you are not the best in the world. So to go from that, standing on the announcer's desk, cutting these really well-worked shoot promos, which one, was one of the things that got the Buddy Murphy momentum going, really. He was like, Buddy Murphy hasn't been on SmackDown since he came over. To go from that to... Now I'm suddenly concerned about this $100,000 fine and my yep. position with the company when you were willing to throw it away oh, yeah. before SummerSlam. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you put your career on the line. How are you going to provide your kids then? You told the story back to front. Yeah. Like maybe you start off as this person who's worried about their job, but then you break through that and you're like, no, you've turned me into this dangerous backed against the wall animal. Well, that's what I thought about the, the Randy Orton Kofi storylines. It feels like we've been doing that storyline in reverse as well. And what, like, you can do bad booking sometimes and it's just like ah oh, that's a shame that was a little bit of bad booking like the roman brian thing which we'll talk about later it just looked goofy but this is like this is 
bet I, I want to call them suffering succotash moments. Yes, it's when that's exactly it. It's when you do an angle or a sort of character turn that really derails. It seems like a minor thing at first, but it really derails that character in the long run. And if it's not if it's not course corrected immediately, like the next week, you're done for. Really, that's what happened to Becky Lynch when she apologised to the authority with no. Like, she didn't get any shine off of that. It was just, authority, I'm sorry. And then the authority thanos away. Yeah, and then uh, she got suspended by Vince McMahon. Yeah. And it's, I was going to bring the Becky Lynch thing up because a few people, I'm not going to say a few, it's actually quite a lot of people, said that you were doomsaying when you said that this Becky Lynch moment could be a disastrous moment for her character. And that moment completely derailed all the momentum that she had, building all that good stuff they were doing from Survivor Series, from SummerSlam through to Survivor Series, in fact, even when it was really muddled with the uh, the quote-unquote heel turn that she did. All that stuff from SummerSlam into Survivor Series, when she was then at the peak of Survivor Series, all fell down once she apologized to the McMahons. Mm. And then... And then that was it. And I don't think she's ever really recovered from that because what that led to then was a terrible WrestleMania finish and she's and then a terrible feud with Lacey Evans and then you were Becky as uh, Seth Rollins' girlfriend and she's lost all momentum that she had from there and it all stems from apologizing to the McMahons. Yeah. So hopefully WWE will realize their error. I don't think they will though because they're so infatuated with this family man beaten down character that they're awkwardly forcing Owens into that square hole. Yeah, that's exactly it. Vince clearly loves this new story. Also, they changed his T-shirt. To stun Owens' stun? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if he had that one last week. I just, what was wrong with fight Owens' fight? It's just, like, it's not terrible, but it's not as good. Like, well, why would you make it not as good? My favourite thing about Kevin Owens when he debuted was that one of his big gripes that he had against uh, John Cena is that John Cena had loads of T-shirts. And then Kevin Owens had about 30 T-shirts in his first year up on the main roster. Like, Kevin, mate. <laughs> hey, man, you should practice what you preach, dude. Well, it's like, you know, you, you say that when you're on in developmental, but then you get up there and you see those merch checks. Or you're like, oh, hello. Oh, actually, you know, my I've, I've got some morals, but I've also got others. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But thank you also to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. $25 a month or more. Do you want to plug the bonus stuff they've had this month? Go take it away. Well, they can get uh, reviews of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the very first one from 2015 that features, get this, a corking match between Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin. Old Baron Corbin. Old Baron Corbin. Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. With his entrance music. And uh, yeah, the absolutely fantastic best women's match of all time uh, in WWE, Sasha Banks versus Bayley. Corkin ladder match between Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. And the so much fun tag match between the Vaude villains and Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy with Alexa Bliss as their manager. Oh, and... Jushin Thunder Liger was on the show. What That's the hell? That's right. Jushin Thunder Liger made his debut. It's an interesting time for NXT. Mm. We talk about it quite a bit. It was a time when they were allowing people to work there part-time and still work for other companies. Jushin Thunder Liger was going to do more shows with them. They were trying to work out deals with New Japan Pro Wrestling to have more of their stars come across. And Samoa Joe was on a part-time contract was as well. indeed, yeah. Nuts. Absolutely nuts time. Yeah, we've got that Ramble Club. Our drunk cast is going to be out next week. We're going to record it next Thursday, week, right? Yeah, yeah Thursday, Thursday next week. And you get the full unedited version of SoCal Val's Tea Time with former Raw Women's Champion, uh, former WWE Women's Champion, rather, Melina. Which is great. Is yeah, great. so head over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page and become a pledge hammer today to get all that stuff and take part in Wrestle League. Yes, please. Which is also a lot of fun, our Fantasy Predictions League. But the $25 a month or more also get a shout-out on the podcast. Thank you to the Aussie experience, Dave Humphreys. Hey! hey. Down Swafter, the real boss, Matt Robinson. Yes. Woo. Yeah. The real deal, sex appeal, Andy Puckett. Oh, nice. baby. Oh, baby. Oh, no. I've... Yep, there it is. Just incredible. Edel Heat. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Edel Heat, maybe. Croninja. Oh, oh, there's no nice. rolling of the R's I on this show. So apologize for that. Be careful with him. Fragile. Yeah, he's just called Fragile. Sure. All right. Cool. Sure. Salutations, Josh Shalom. Yeah, salutations yes. indeed. Nice. The Jester, Ryan Kester. Woo, yeah. It rhymes. Ultra Magnus, Jules Thompson. Ultra Magnus. What a name. Transformers reference. Bailey Sting, number two fam. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Diving Donovan Garcia. Yeah. yeah, this is a great name. The D John Mustard. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's, great. Come up with that. that's not me. That that's all him. Oh, that's all Mustard, baby. Jonathan King of the Ring. Yeah, timely, yes. timely. You son of a bitch, Dylan Terrell Reed. Yes, Dylan. Woo. And finally, Kirsten. Just Kirsten. Just Kirsten. Yeah. Love you, Just Kirsten. Diggity, 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 diggity
yeah, so let's see what you guys thought in the super chats if Pete's mic is working. Give this a go. It seems to be working now. Hey, Yay! Well fixed. I, uh, I brought out the super chats just in case, uh, mm-hmm. Pete. Yeah. I'm glad that you can do them, mate. So, let's start with... Happy birthday, by the way. It's <laughs> definitely still not my birthday, but I'm still wearing the crown. Uh, Wilson Simons says, Spider-Man leaves the MCU. Spider-Man to AEW confirmed. Oh, why didn't we make that joke? Head over to Screen Stalker, by the way, at the end of this video, because me and Laurie go deep, deep, deep oh, into deep all the Spider-Man stuff. It's not as clear-cut as it looks, and there's one conspiracy theory, thanks to this guy here, Hello. that Disney might have leaked those negotiations. I think it's certainly possible. Top Deck Land said, did you see uh, that Rhonda almost lost her finger? God, yeah, I did. Gorilla Position posted up this picture. It was from the set of 911. Mm. It's the new show that she's doing for Fox. And, like, I think she was on a boat, and the door of it just closed, and essentially just, like, nearly chopped her whole finger off. And oh, it looked, I'll find the picture for you now so you can react to it live on to air. Do that. That's all right, I'm already doing it. Okay. I believe Rhonda also posted it on her Instagram. She did so. indeed. I think that's probably where Gorilla Position stole it from. The yes. Gram. Uh, Snake Lord Gaming, in the meantime, says, uh, I loved the ending. Uh, also, good work <laughs> in getting better. Tomo, keep up the good work from Australia. Another Aussie. Uh, when are you coming here? Haha, <laughs> smiley face. Okay, well, I'm going to look at the image now, because Luke's got it up. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, she looks so sad. Oh, no. Oh, it looks like there's just a... Like, the screen's cracked, and... Yeah, ooh. Ow. Yeah, that's a nasty... It's a nasty finger break there. Mm. So, um, probably not down to Australia anytime soon. Love that you are wishing Tomo well, though. What was the other part of that question? Um, it was just keep up the good work. Oh, thank you very much. Thank and you love the ending of SmackDown. Oh, also. yes. Well, we'll come on yeah, to that. Someone's I to. also loved it. In a totally goofy way. Yeah. <sighs> Elizabeth Williams says, Is anyone sick of these storylines yet? Depends on which one you're talking about. Only today. Yeah, only today. I and that's why I was not a fan of this episode, because it took the two hottest storylines in WWE, in Roman Reigns' attacker and Kevin Owens as the big hot Stone Cold babyface, and turned them into jokes and idiots. Yeah. Uh, Ronce Regen says, So I'll admit I was wrong about Murphy being buried, but how does Brian manage to lose at the rate he does and still make it feel like a big deal? Because he's Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's interesting. Like when he was losing all the time to Mustafa Ali last year as well in those tag matches. He's very, he's got a presence about him. Yeah. Also, I think that Brian is at a level, like John Cena, I suppose. John Cena could lose 25 matches in a row, but still would feel like big match John. Mm. The Adnap2 says, Are you guys going to the Rev uh, to Rev Pro the night before Royal Quest? I'll be at both shows. Uh, we haven't got tickets. I don't think we will because it's a busy weekend that weekend for us. Yeah, it was funny. We, uh, when they announced the main event was um, Tanahashi and Okada versus Suzuki Goon, I showed you on Twitter and you were like, eh, we'll see them next night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you at Royal Quest, though. Yes, we will do. Uh, Bucky the Ace Ventura says, Do you think WWE have a star with Murphy yet? Um, um, I mean, they had a star with him from day one, really. But it's just that they took, you know, four months to work that out. And even then, it was an accident by all accounts. I'm just glad. I'm, it's, it's the happiest accident of 2019. Giant420 Ginger says, Who could win King of the Ring and refuse to wear the crown and scepter? Drew. 
Yeah, Drew wouldn't have any of that nonsense. I feel like if Ricochet wins, he's going to be running over to that that oh, crown right away. Oh, he'd love it. Absolutely. So Filthy would Andrade mark. as well. Andrade would wear it as the big sort of king coronation mm. thing. Drew, I think, is one of those people that were just like, no, nah, I'm not doing the, 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 the scepter nonsense. Owens could have snapped it. I mean, really, if you look at this year, and if you're trying to make Owens the new Stone Cold... Like, why don't you just have him win and then cut an awesome promo at the end and trash the throne? Because you need to get Shane heat. Uh. Uh, Vengeful One says, uh, Ollie and Luke, do you think WWE is going to have a draft for all three brands before SmackDown goes to Fox and NXT live on the USA Network? Probably not all three brands. No, I, d- I think they'll keep everything as it is, uh, but, you know, more distinct separations between brands. Yeah. And finally, for now, before we get on with the rest of the show, Tim Arndt says, uh, When I saw who Roman's attacker was, my greatest fear was confirmed. Vince Russo's been rehired. <laughs> I mean, I did make the joke that um, they've taken a really hot baby face and made him look like a complete moron. So, yeah, Eric Bischoff is writing this show, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, right, so the actual show began with Randy Orton coming out, the most venomous star in all of WWE. Isn't he just? Todd Phillips said. And it's not just Todd Phillips on commentary, not just Byron Saxton, but instead of Corey Graves, it's David Atunga. He's still there, folks. Still yeah. employed. For pre-shows and holiday cover. <laughs> holiday cover. Isn't that it's where always, Corey is? He's on yeah, a holiday, holiday with, with Carmella. Carmella. That's why Carmella's not been around for the 24-7 stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like those... Those sort of rumours were true. I thought they were confirmed the, anyway. I, I didn't really cover that story. It felt a bit salacious, even for me. Yeah. <laughs> that means it's going to be really salacious. Yeah. If you, even Ollie Davis won't touch it. But yeah, I thought David Otunga was there. I forgot. Yeah. No, can, <laughs> I forgot he was there. Pretty much. He is, uh, he's the Beth Phoenix of SmackDown Live. But Randy came down, and he cut an in-ring promo, just re-energised. Mm-hmm. Compare this to when he started cutting promos on Kofi live in the ring, where it was, you know, like, some of them were good, but a lot of them were Randy, I'm bored, turn. Yes. This one, he was yelling, he ad-libbed a line to tell the audience to shut up. Shut up, I'm talking. Yeah, and he was like, Kofi, stupid. And he kept on running through all the ways Kofi was stupid. I thought it was terrific. We broke Xavier Woods' leg because he's stupid. Yeah. He ran away in front of his family. Stupid. Really, really enjoyed his performance here. And then New Day's music hit, which is Kofi's music. Randy is looking up at the entranceway. And it was it was too long. Yeah. I, you can see it coming and it made me think, oh, Orton, you're a bit of a, you're stupid now. Yeah. And he turned right round into a Kofi trouble in paradise. And then Kofi sort of snapped, went to get a chair uh, to, to beat him down. Yeah, he was going to pilmanize Randy's leg, which I thought was really cool because that's a nice bit of symmetry to what they did to yeah. uh, Xavier Woods' leg on Raw. But then the revival run down. But they don't beat Kofi up because Kofi's the WWE champion. So he just starts waylaying them with the chairs, knocks them out the ring. And I particularly liked Randy Orton because Randy Orton ran away mm. from the fight. Yes. That nice oh, that's hip- a nice touch, Nice little yeah. hypocritical thing there from like the promo that he was cutting. Because you've got then Kofi standing in the ring screaming and you've got Randy Orton scampering his way up the ramp. And that's Randy Orton, a guy who likes to kind of protect himself and try to like always put over this sort of superstar aura. But he really sold Kofi's attack. I thought it was really good work from all of them. Yeah, it's nice to see Randy caring again. Yeah. Like, because when he cares, he is 
really, really good. Um, so that was good. Yeah, I liked. I liked. I thought this was a very good opening segment. Whoa. Also, hey, also, it was six minutes. Yeah, sharp. This Snappy. whole opening segment was six six minutes. In the old days, that's fifteen twenty. Yeah, that one. Uh, but you know, all of that. The angle on Raw was infinitely better. Like this, this was good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's but a- it's a SmackDown feud. I kind of want to see the big SmackDown feud angles. On, on SmackDown. Smackdown, call me crazy. No, I think you're right. I mean, granted, that is Raw does have the bigger audience, so you could almost argue that it's a good advertisement for SmackDown, but then you tune into SmackDown and you get the lesser version of the angle. Yeah. Uh, then we've got a Reigns recap. We've had about 20 of these. Just to catch you up with the story and all of its developments, um, we also got a recap of uh, NXT going to the USA Network when they show sort of, um, you know, where they show like web pages saying, here is the news that it's going to the uh, the network. It's going to the USA Network. This really does feel that um, they were going to do a big announcement on Raw. They got annoyed that the news leaked out early, yeah. and then just decided not to do it. And we'll just do it as an announcement instead on on social media, which was so weird. Yeah, because this is a huge deal. It should like, be. I, I think because I've also been swept up in the. Oh, man, they're just doing it to screw with AEW. Oh, no, it's going to go two hours. Oh, no, Vince McMahon will probably eventually start to tinker with it and water it down. But really, because we watched NXT take over Brooklyn for Wrestle Ramble Extra, available for Patreons exclusively now, we it like this is a big deal, and I love NXT, and it's going to get all this mainstream exposure. It should feel more exciting than it currently is. Yeah. And I, I feel like I should be like, 2015, the time you talked about we're reviewing Brooklyn, such the biggest mark for NXT, just wanted them to be the biggest thing in WWE. And now they're on sort of the precipice of that. But I just feel like it's been done for, pure, it's, it's NXT UK, it's just been mm. done for purely cynical reasons. And that makes me like it a little bit less, which I know is wrong, and I shouldn't be really thinking about it that way, but it sort of does. And and I, and then I think the fact that they didn't do the big announcement, they just announced it on on social media, and then didn't really make a big deal of it on SmackDown either, that it makes me think that they don't really care about it either. They've just done this for purely cynical reasons, and they're not ashamed to admit that. It was a graphic of just reactions of various wrestlers on social media. Yeah. So they did two. Yes, yeah, so they had one that was at the start of the show, which was here's CBS Sports saying it, and then later it was just like here's NXT superstars, but you don't really get to see it because it's more importantly what Triple H has to say about it. Yeah, it's just it's it's bizarre. This should be a huge, a huge announcement, especially because this is SmackDown's currently on USA. This is the show that's going to be moving to Fox. Why don't you? Do you, you want you want to start properly promoting NXT from the get go? They did more promotion for Miz and Mrs. Yeah. and Stone Cold's new show. Totally, yeah, totally bizarre. Uh, then we got the Kevin Owens and Shane segment backstage. We've already talked about. Then we got a third of the week King of the Ring qualifying. No, King of the Ring first round match. Yep. Andrade versus Apollo Cruz. It's all right. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, good stuff. Um. Cruz got some uh, some moves in. It didn't look weak coming out of it. Vega interfered. Andrade won. That was pretty much it, yeah. Like, compared to that, they started so hot with Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Sorry, Cesaro. You did that yesterday. Cesaro, Samoa Joe. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's going to be a work rate tournament. Yeah. But then all the other matches have just been either quick, underwhelming, or boring. Oh, yeah. And do you know what? Since you mentioned it yesterday, I've noticed it more and more now. In fact, I've noticed it so much on this show. 
start off with a big move. You start mm. off with one of them running at the other and hitting a big move because Apollo did it here. And then the next match we got, uh, when it was Brian and Murphy, they also did it. And I'm like, man, Davis is completely on the money here. <laughs> this is how we now start WWE matches. It's a really fun way to start matches. I would just say, you know, just once a week. Yeah, don't do it for every match. <laughs> uh, the... There were a few nice spots in here. Andrade hit a Hurricane Rana off the apron onto Apollo into the steel steps. Uh, it was a really nice lung buster on Andrade. That was cool, Apollo yeah. did a kip up. Apollo looked good here. Yeah. And he, he was on top of the match. He just couldn't hit the um, the Gorilla Press Slam because Andrade had worked over the arm earlier in the match, so he couldn't quite lift him up. And then Vega tripped him. I'd quite like to see Andrade just win clean once in eh, a while. I don't mind It just that. feels like it, Vega's always interfering for him. And again, I think it's fine. But when you do it for every match, it then becomes predictable, and that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Uh, Todd Phillips also said at the start of this match, every superstar wants to win the cape and the crown. Yeah, so we are now definitely deciding this is nothing to do with title shots. It's just about winning the scepter. Oh. I warned you. Now, here's the start <laughs> of the night's biggest storyline, arguably the most significant storyline in WWE, the top one, where Rowan and Daniel Bryan sit someone in an interrogation room backstage in a small, very small cupboard-like room with a black blanket over their face. As soon as they brought him in, I was like, oh, this is going to be rubbish, isn't it? Like, it, it's hmm. almost instantaneous. You're like, oh, no, this is going to be rubbish because well, he's under a cloak. And there's that famous Pritchard thing that he always says, if it comes under a cloak or it's inside an egg, it's going to be rubbish. Yeah. It's just, when it happened, I was like, okay, well, uh, but where are they going to go with this? But I'm so optimistic based on all the stuff WWE have done recently. I was like, well, you know, maybe it, maybe it could be good. Mate, that is blind optimism mm -hmm. right there. Because if you're thinking in a kayfabe world, why is this wrestler, because you're going to presume it's a wrestler, just happily staying under a cloak and just sitting in this room and doing nothing? Because he's scared? <laughs> what? He's trying to drive, he tried to run Roman Reigns <sighs> over. What's he possibly scared of? Legal action. <laughs> uh, then we get Elias walking along backstage. And I like what they're doing here, especially because the 24-7 isn't as obnoxious as it started off as. It's kind of a bit more low-key now. Elias is walking along backstage, strumming his guitar, and he sees a guy in a hoodie and he's like wait a second come on and it's john cone the referee nicholas's dad yeah nicholas's dad and he says come on wh where's where are they and drake maverick drake maverick was hiding in a production crate yeah and then so he grabs him pulls him out starts choking him and um i like the fact that when he opened up drake's toe went surprise yeah <laughs> he was gonna get him and uh, last night I checked him and hands him a piece of paper to read. Like this, I felt like it was a little ad lib from uh, Spud when he was like, do, do, do you mind? Yeah. So, I can't speak. I can't speak. Do you mind? Uh, and so Elias let him go a little bit. And he said that the 24-7 title rule has been suspended by the best in the world, Shane McMahon, for this evening. So Elias can focus on his King of the Ring match. Exposition. Oh, there's, there's no one to stay on today. Uh, Tyler, your sex so, tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we got a moment of bliss. <laughs> With Charlotte. And look, look, look there, Luke. What's my first note? Dear God, this segment is going to suck. And it succeeded. <laughs> it certainly did. It, it met your expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at, least, at least I knew what it was going to be. I didn't come out going, oh, they, they really wasted that segment. <laughs> 
So Alexa Bliss comes out and she's introduces Nikki Cross, and she's like, "Look at us, we are the women's tag team champions." No one cares. Silence. Crickets, mate. Absolute yeah. crickets. And then Bliss seemed to be setting it up as though they were baby faces. So she started to say, "Look." Uh, a moment of bliss is about giving people something who, who are less fortunate than themselves, yada, yada, yada. And I thought this was like all a way to neg Charlotte. But then she says, but our next guest is a little bit different. So what's the point of the first 30 seconds of your intro then? And then, and then this segment turned <sighs> into ba, 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 my era. And it was just awful, wooden, stilted, Pants dialogue with all those same adjectives, but with performances. This was so poorly done. It was, I, I'm, I couldn't wait for Bailey to come out and interrupt it. I was like, please, please save this segment. Um, I, I think Charlotte's a very, very good She's promo. a great promo. Her delivery was good, but I thought the, it was quite wooden. The, the content is, is garbage. But I, again, I don't think it's her fault because she is a very, very good promo, mm. but she's been given some of the most garbage verbiage at the moment, where she's just speaking, like she doesn't speak like a human. Garbage verbiage. Garbage verbiage. The human torch. <laughs> Was denied a bank, bank loan. The, uh, yeah, it's it's like, she's very good at off-the-cuff stuff as well. Yeah. She's good at improvising around bullet points. Trish Stratus was great in her <laughs> era, but I am the queen of all eras. I am marketable. I go to red carpets. Alexa continued this saying, you know, some people would say Bailey is the face of SmackDown. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Who's saying that? Who on earth is saying that at the moment? Yeah, but Alexa says I wouldn't though. And it just... Alexa was a heel here, like you said. And it's not its not like, oh, you're working me. Good heel work, Bliss. It's like, no, you're a terrible character. Oh, she's awful. You're an inconsistent pants portrayal of what you are. And you are so good. What you were doing before did not need to be fixed. I don't know why you're now this flip-flopping morale. This yeah. all started to fall downhill after the <clears throat> topless incident. Yes, it was start, the start of this That year. was the real start of this downturn of just awful Alexa Bliss segments and bad matches and just boring storylines and terrible, terrible, terrible segments. And Moment of Bliss is among the worst offenders. It's yeah. been categorically awful from pretty much every single time they've done it. And she's just, I find her an unwatchable presence at the moment because they don't know if she's a babyface or if she's a heel. They seem to think she's both and she's doing it well. She's doing neither and doing it poorly. Yeah, and she's like sort of drawn Nikki Cross into this oh. vortex too, which just raises way more questions. It's, I still don't buy into their relationship. Absolutely not. But at the start of it, we weren't supposed to. <laughs> Because no. it was supposed to be she was manipulating her or Nikki Cross was using her or something. But now they're just friends. Yeah. And to make things even worse, they haven't just got their little stupid gimmicky coffee cups now. They've got flasks with tiny women's championship belts. Yeah. It irked me. I know you could say, well, that's the point. They're heels. I'm like, well, it was go away heat for me. Oh, yeah. I just don't want to see them. And you say they're heels... They were baby faces on Monday, yeah. and they could have been drinking out the coffee cups then. Uh, Charlotte says, "No, I'm the face of SmackDown," and then Bailey came out. I do she's... like the fact she said Bailey is an afterthought. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much true. 
Uh, she showed a bit more fire than usual, Bailey. They set up a match at Clash of Champions. Joy. And uh, Bailey pushed Charlotte off her high chair. You've got Asuka and Kairi Sane literally doing nothing. Mm. And you could have had... I'm Granted, Charlotte Flair is the most over person they have. But that's because you've only pushed her. And you've got an incredibly stacked women's roster. This show again, no women's wrestling on this show. This was the only women's segment on the whole thing. And you made the excellent point, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, maybe it was a couple of months ago, ever since Ronda Rousey left, this company has stopped caring about the women's wrestling. Yeah. And it's just the women's evolution was PR nonsense for investors and because everyone else was doing it. So they thought, oh, Christ, we should probably do it as well then. And you can tie it to Ronda and, and you can get a very lucrative Fox deal out of it. We haven't got Evolution 2 this year because they don't care. Absolutely don't care. And we had one women's match this week and no one cared about it because it was treated as an afterthought. And they've got a long-running deal with Saudi Arabia. Well, there's quite that yeah. as well, yeah. And so, yeah, we're getting Bailey versus Charlotte at Clash of Champions. There are... 10 women on the roster I would have chosen over Charlotte again I'm not into this at all Reigns and Buddy Murphy are in a locker room next and this was this was good I like I this, like this a lot uh, Buddy said that he only thinks he saw Rowan you know he was under a lot of stress and whatever and Roman just says don't lie again or I'll whip your ass I think it's Buddy I think they are going to reveal that it's Buddy is the attacker and Buddy has been leading them down the, the garden path saying, like, oh, no, I saw Rowan do it. Oh, no, I didn't see Rowan do it. I think I might have seen Rowan do it. No. I think Buddy no. just well, did it, mate. We'll come on to it later. Uh, but then we got Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan, which was was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good. No, yeah. Actually, I, I think I enjoyed the Roman match more. Yeah. But this was really, really good television. I, I enjoyed McIntyre Alexander more last week. And then Reigns Murphy. And then this. Yeah, but yeah. Daniel Bryan did such a good job of making Buddy Murphy look awesome. And crucially for me, and this was my favorite thing about this, Buddy Murphy didn't get a shock roll-up win and then look surprised that he won. No, he convincingly hit his move and he won and then celebrated that he won. Yeah. It made him look like so much more of a star than when Ali rolled up Nakamura a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Yeah. There was and there was some really good spots in here too. Brian sort of transmission uh, transitioned from a crossface to a rings of Saturn. There was a top rope German suplex, like a back, like a high yeah back belly angle to back. Suplex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy heckins! Like they were setting that up, and I was like, oh, okay, so Murphy backflips. Yeah, out. that's what I thought. And then it was like, no, he came crashing down like a ton of bricks. I, I could almost hear Brian go, "F you, concussions!" <laughs> as he fell backwards. It was insane. I'm also very happy to note as well. I just sort of looked over to your notes, and you wrote down cheeky Nando's. That fills me with so much joy that you wrote down. Cheeky Nando's. Yeah, Buddy hit a cheeky Nando's and then got a really cool powerbomb uh, for a near fall yeah. too. The commentators did a very good job, again, of saying Buddy Murphy is really someone to watch. And he's, you know, taking yeah. these top guys to their limit. Do you know what? I'm completely with, um, with Dave Meltzer on Buddy Murphy at the moment. Meltzer got a bit of flack last week because some people took what he said out of context where he said that Buddy Murphy's just copying the top stars in New Japan. No one was like, oh, you know, give him some credit. He's like, no, I'm saying that's a good thing. Yeah. He's copying all the best moves from all the best wrestlers <laughs> and now looks like the best wrestler on the planet. That's a good thing. Like, that's a really smart yeah. move. 
Uh, so the finish was Brian got the foot on the ropes after a brain buster from Murphy, which looked cool. Rowan gets on the apron and he's pointing that out. Like, he got the foot on the ropes. And then Buddy takes out Rowan. Yeah, super kicks him. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, there's like a bit of miscommunication within the confines of the match. Brian nearly collides with uh, Rowan. But then he gets a move, a, a roll-up on Murphy. Murphy kicks out of that. And then Murphy's Law for the win. Yeah. So Beat was, trigger into a, uh, and then Murphy's Law. It was great. Yeah, so it was like you had a bit of a distraction. And you could go, ah, oh, Brian lost because of that. But it wasn't immediately off the distraction. It made Buddy look terrific in victory. Absolutely, yeah. And as the, the Super Chatter said earlier, somehow... Brian does not lose anything. No, this was great. Both guys look better than they did before. That's what you can ask for. Thumbs up. Uh, interrogation guy, still in the back room. I've called him Cloaked Man. Cloaked Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked how they keep cutting back. It's a good way to build the suspense, <laughs> ratchet up the tension Just to them face plants. Yeah, gearing you up for that disappointment. Uh, after this match, almost immediately, Kayla Braxton introduces Murphy as her backstage guest. But Brian and Rowan are right on him and start beating him all around the backstage area. Yeah, hit the uh, the iron claw onto some crates. Referees then pull them away. I'm like, where's Roman Reigns? Where's Roman in all of this? Yeah, he's just chilling out being the big dog. Yeah, playing video games. Having a hot, a big hot dog. Mm. Uh, then we got the revival coming down. Selling. Oh, what dorks. Absolute <laughs> marks. Selling Kofi's beat down with a chair from earlier. And Dawson cuts a promo on the crowd. He's such a good promo, Scott He's Dawson. Great. Like, he goes, I don't know why you why you fans cheered us getting beaten up earlier. Yeah. That's not cool. Uh, and they, they call the crowd cowards, just like the New Day. And then they officially challenge the New Day at Cock, mm-hmm. which is Clash of Champions, yep. abbreviated, to revitalize the tag division. That's their whole purpose at the moment it seems or it always has been hasn't it yeah and also i think that they can run with the story that officially new day have never beaten them mm. they've never yeah. pin- they've never pinned them or submitted them and that's a good story that's great substance to yeah. for both teams to sink their teeth into i'd really really like as well if they get to clash of champions because i want them to really sell this woods leg injury that biggie just has to go it alone mm. and you do essentially a handicap match but it's you know tag team rules and if the Revival win, then Biggie doesn't really lose anything because he lost it on his own. And it's just more heel heat for the Revival. Let's be honest, though. Revival to AEW. Biggie's just going to beat them both. Yeah, yeah possibly. Uh, then we got Heavy Machinery's music hitting. I forgot they existed. It's so funny because the Revival came out and they said it was going to be a match, but didn't say who it was against. And I was racking my brain be like, who are they going to have a match against? Because it can't be the New Day. It can't be <laughs> Kofi. Who is it? And then Heavy Machinery was like, Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's heavy machinery. It's like we are in season three of WWE this year. <laughs> yeah. And these were season two guys. Yeah. They were, se- they were actually, I mean, they were season zero guys. They were announced in December last year. Yeah, good year. point. But like Lacey Evans as well, Baron yeah. Corbin. EC3. Yeah, they are all season two guys. Yeah. Uh, so it was weird to see them, but I love them. I think absence in this case has made my heart growth fonder. Yeah. I was really excited to see them because they're so much fun to watch. They are. They, they love to have fun. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, but they, that, you know, they've got so many good power spots between them. I love the bear hug. Yes. And then Otis stands there, almost like counts them down, and then they just chuck him across the next one, and then they bear hug them as well. It's great. Big dueling, <laughs> stalling suplex. The caterpillar's great. A lot of fun stuff with heavy machinery. Yeah, and the the finish was actually really nice. There was a bit of a 
a bundle, I, w- I would say, n- near the corner. And who was it? It was Wilder dived over the other two guys on the floor to roll up Tucker to win. Yeah. I really like that. Cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Chad Gable is backstage talking to Kayla. Kayla's saying, why are you so short? Yeah, and Chad's like, I've always been short. But I'm always the underdog. Bada, yeah. bada, bada. I'm going to prove myself in the King of the Ring tournament. Height doesn't matter. But then who's that in the background? Well, this is going to be what I was going to say. I really didn't take in a lot of what Chad Gable said. I was like, okay, cool. He's talking about being an underdog. Mm. So I got the gist of it. But I didn't really listen to anything else because you're watching Shelton Benjamin in the back doing his little sneaky gimmick that he's doing. And then he sticks something up on the door. So you're then sort of straining your eyes seeing like, what is it? I'm not listening to Chad at all. I'm just straining my eyes. Then Chad walks up to the door and it's a sign that says, you must be this tall to enter the king of the ring. Mm. Shorty G appears to be the direction we're heading. Although someone did say, what if it's one of the new names for Street Profits? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, that's actually worse. Yeah. Uh, I, look, this this was, this felt like the old WWE. This felt like pre-Extreme Rules WWE for yeah. me. Uh, the Ch- Chad is a great deliverer of promos, though. I thought the content was rubbish, but mm-hmm. him, his delivery was very good, especially when he just looked at that sign and went, funny. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very good delivery. Yeah. But everything else was bit wank yeah a, a, a brilliant way to describe it another shot of blanket guy coked man oh what's gonna happen what's the big reveal gonna be but first ms tv that's where we got the second nxt tweet wall announcement yep uh and we got a ms tv and i thought god do we really need two talking segments on this show but it was a segment with Sami Zayn, where Sami came out and said, I don't really care about Miz or Miz TV, but I had to arrange this segment because it's the only way I can get TV time. That's a fun little reason to, to have him on the show. Um, pointed out that he's lost a lot, and he's essentially, he's going to use this lack of momentum to become a manager. And he talks about there's another guy who has got no momentum on the SmackDown roster, and it's this man. It's the Intercontinental Champion. And Sami Zayn is now the manager of Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. What an odd pairing. Yes. So, I mean, it's quite obvious what's mm. happened here. He's the male page. Yes. He's male page. He's a male... He's a page boy. He's, a, <laughs> he's the page boy. He's Shinsuke Nakamura's page boy. Yeah. Because despite some of Nakamura's promo work, verbal promo work, when he turned heel last year, I don't, you know, no don't speak speak English. English. Great stuff. He was so hot when he turned heel like that. They think he needs a mouthpiece because that's what's holding him back. Not the fact that you just aren't booking him in anything. No, that's exactly it. It's Look, I, and it's unfortunate because if they were both booked really strongly and Nakamura still got... This isn't a bad pairing. In fact, it's actually two very, very good wrestlers who, interestingly, had that... NXT match on that WrestleMania weekend, which was, of course, never brought up because NXT is not in continuity. But that would add a nice bit of I substance. I think Sammy did say something about it, but it wasn't oh, like he? we had this great match. Todd Phillips might have also said something yeah, about it. well, should as have a, been more. As a throwaway. And you, you, you put these two together, they actually played off each other really well, I thought. Like, especially their facials, uh, how they, how Sami Zayn was like, yeah, you can give him a Kinshasa now, and Nakamura was gurning it up. And... The idea of Nakamura saying, no, don't talk to me. Talk to my manager. He's my mouthpiece. 
that's good stuff. But let's be honest, it's at, like it's coming from a very cynical place of WWE don't think non-native English speakers can get over in their company. And that's their fault it's, for not booking yeah. them that way. It's WWE have got this mentality that you can't be in this company if you can't cut a promo. You, we can't tell a story if you can't cut a promo. It's like, there are so many ways to do it. Countless amounts of ways to do it. But you've only got one way. And the one way you've got is we cut promos. So if you can't speak English as your first language, then we just got to put you with a mouthpiece. Yeah. Because otherwise, the American audience won't understand you. What they're essentially saying is, I can't understand you. I can't buy into your stories. There are so many wrestlers that could benefit greatly from having managers. Nakamura's not one of them. Natalia's one of them. Yeah. So why don't you put Sane with someone else who needs... Well, okay, question here. Why are you oh, taking yeah, someone as well. with the in-ring talent of Sami Zayn, one of the best wrestlers in the company, and be like, well, he's a manager. What?! How do you come to that decision? He's not injured. He's not retired. How is he now a manager? How has this happened? Yeah. They beat up The Miz. They'll be good together. I'm sure we'll get a, a lot of good chemistry because they're both fantastic. But this this sucks. This does suck. And, and now it seems to be setting up. We're setting up Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz at Clash of Champions. whoop de bloody do I guess. Poor Prince Ali setting up his Intercontinental title feud a few weeks ago that's just been dropped completely and fallen off the face of the planet. Mm. Poor Prince Ali. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Rowan sit down with the master attacker again. Then we get that awful Kevin Owens, Elias bit with the shame backstage stuff too. One other thing to mention from that Elias, Kevin Owens match is that um, David Otunga did say that we should respect Shane because he is the authority figure on SmackDown. And he called him the commissioner of SmackDown. I was like, but David, I thought we were the authority now. He wasn't around. <laughs> he, he only <laughs> he does pre-shows. He doesn't know. But here we are, folks. It's the big reveal of Blanket Man. Or what were you calling him? Uh, what did I call him? Hood face. <laughs> the hood. Cloaked man. Daniel Bryan, this is all one shot. We have a minute left of the show. They cut from that Elias Kevin Owens match so quickly. We barely got an announcement of a finish. They were like, oh my God, we're running out of time. We need to cut to the back now. They go backstage to this tiny room where Blanket Man has been all this time. One camera, and Rowan is sitting down directly facing Blanket Man, looking at him. Brian is standing off to his right. Roman Reigns enters the room. It's already weird. Oh, yeah. It's a stupid dynamic. None of them feel like they're... I mean, Brian's doing a great job, because he can turn anything to gold, it seems. But Reigns, at the moment... You know, get get a few more acting lessons and stuff before you start to transition to Hollywood, like you said. I bet you we had a lot of lines originally in Hobson Shaw mm. until they got to the end and they're like, actually, yeah, ooh, ah, ooh I ah. think that's that's more your groove. And Brian says he won't have Rowan called a liar anymore because the man that attacked Roman is, and he pulls the blanket away, and it's also Rowan. It's a guy with a long change of beard. <laughs> you know what's I, I, <laughs> okay so there's many this is awful this this yeah. this 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 was stupid it sucked however it was brilliant at I the laughed. same time it was very very funny that's not what they were going for no and you can hear people laughing 
That's and it, it wasn't just us. When they unveil that it's also this this older guy who's obviously dyed his big beard ginger yeah. because you can see his sideburns are a totally different colour to his beard. Yeah. You just hear someone in the crowd go... <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is how they chose to end the show. They, they thought, this is the big cliffhanger that will make you want to watch next week. <laughs> this was this was quite the segment. I want to describe it more. I want to describe it more. So Rowan and this random guy who looks like Rowan are staring at each other. And after Brian unveils... Like, Brian unveils that. And then there's 30 seconds more of this segment, which is just filled up with both of them going... And... Roman standing on the side because then they pan up to Roman who's just not reacting to this whatsoever. He has not got any form of facial expression. He's just watching these two bald ginger men heavily breathing, <laughs> staring back at him and he's not doing anything. And the show just ends. Yeah, Rowan and other Rowan, fake Rowan, both turn to look at Roman. Like, Reigns just stands there and you're like, okay, show's gone off air. What is the kayfabe? explanation for what happens next what happens at 1101 in this world that you're trying to tell does roman just stand there and go all right yeah oh well i mean i'll be honest i wasn't expecting it yeah Yeah. i mean but it totally makes sense uh because you could be mistaken for rowan uh i'm gonna have to sue you (laughs) this was uh, it was bizarre i mean essentially they did the spider-man meme yeah It, it was just remarkable in many ways i don't i don't know how everyone kept a straight face (laughs) as well the this this angle is a middle of the episode angle that's played up for laughs like here's here's the real here's your real attacker it's a fake rowan who you know could be mistaken because like what i think's gone down here is brian has obviously Found someone to cover his tracks. That's exactly. This guy it, had yeah. nothing to do with it. No, it was all Rowan and him. Yes, but it's so obvious. It's not a cliffhanger. It's not engaging. So just have that in the middle of the show, and yeah, make it more of a comedy thing because there's no way this segment was going to be anything other than comedy. Yeah, I told you my perfect ending. I would have done instead, where they would have revealed it. So they actually would have had the the the, the cloaked man facing Roman. And then what they would have revealed is a big mirror with like arms and legs on it. So it looks like it's a human being. And then you have the camera shot of Roman looking at his own reflection. He's the, he attacked himself because he... T- and I'm like, well, I mean, it's still rubbish, but it kind of would have made more sense than it being this guy. What, what would you have... Ha- like, I can't think of anything because they built it up so much. I think they... I'm honest. I genuinely believe they set up last week's angle not knowing what the payoff was, and then I've spent the last seven days going like, "What's the payoff going to be?" And then they were scrabbling around. Vince probably rewrote it, and that's why the guy's beard is so half dyed and looks pants because they probably thought about it an hour before the show went on the air. I was like, "Uh, it's it's a guy that looks like Rowan." Let's Just do, do that, pal. Let's do the backup plan. Yeah, yeah. The plan that we came up with first if we couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, oh, that's a bit rubbish, yeah. We could probably do something better, though. <sighs> okay, well, overall, I thought this was a bad episode of SmackDown, which had very damaging character developments, bad payoffs, 
non-intentional comedy, and it was a bit boring. Yeah, I gave it a smack downer. Yeah, was that, what's that? What's that? Two out of five. Yeah, a low two out of five for me as well. I think I might have given it a high just because I like Buddy Murphy. Let's get over to your super chats to see what you have to say. Well, as always, as seems to be the way now, we've got a lot. So let's get through them. Will HM says, I would rather see Riddle in Owen's place. He plays a more natural renegade, not to mention he's a more believable badass with his MMA background. I like Owen's in this role. Don't like him apologizing to Shane McMahon. I disagree because Riddle, like he's... He has that look, but he doesn't have the promo skills that Owens has. And this anti-authoritarian role is much better suited to a very good promo guy. Also, I don't think Matt Riddle would care about authority. Yeah. He'd just be like, just, whatever. Yeah, it's not his character. Will Adams, Luke Owens' number one fan, Cheers, says, mate. It has come to my attention that someone else claims to be Luke's number one fan. <laughs> so I challenge that individual to a match at Survivor Series. Winner gets the title of Luke's number one fan. Book it. How will they decide? Well, the winner. Thumb war. Well, I mean, the most devastating of all wars. Jesse Venable says, In just two weeks, WWE has made a star. Murphy's Law. Yeah, yeah. He's re- not a star yet, but, you know, it's this is way. steady building. It's very I like good. it, yeah. KJ says, That dumb angle at the end of SmackDown made me not care for this story anymore. It's almost like WWE is bad at delivering good angles. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. It's Jason Jordan. Like, what they they overthink it or don't have an actual end in mind. Yeah, it's Hornswoggle. Yeah. Jobber JJ, Ollie Davidson, number one fan, says King Chopper Whopper to you lads. <laughs> Haven't been able to watch SmackDown Live today because of work. Here now, my my guess of the attacker was Alistair Black, and that's because he hasn't watched the episode yet. Yeah, no, it, it was not. You know what? Just skip it. Yeah. He'll be better that way. Yeah, just watch the highlights. Watch the highlight of the Buddy Murphy match. Forged by Gaming says, Hey guys, I'm a stand-up comic who's competing tonight at Vermont's Funniest Comic. Ooh. Ollie saying he plans on stealing my NXT joke made me feel better about my comedy. Thank you guys, enjoy your day. Yeah. Oh, good luck tonight. Good luck, mate. Sean Dunn said, Run, Owens, run away from this storyline. Yeah, run, Owens, run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Gonzalez says, Kevin Owens didn't seem that badass this week. No, he really didn't, did he? When he said, I'm sorry, boss. And also begged for mercy. Fun times. Dina uh, Seasai says, hey, y'all, longtime fan. Wanted to super chat for a while, but I couldn't when I was in Ethiopia. Love y'all. P.S. My last name is pronounced Seasai. Ah, well, thank you very much. Thanks very much, Seasai. Uh, Nick Ward said, Hi boys, did a poll with the 29 other Aussies. Uh, the general <laughs> consensus was Buddy is awesome. By the way, happy birthday, Uncle Chop Chop. <laughs> Uncle Chop Chop. Uncle Chop Chop Woppy Wop. Oh, Chopper. You fluffy pig. <laughs> uh, you would say that about Buddy Murphy. You're yeah. Australian. Mm-hmm. But he is good. He is great. Ryan B. Bad says, Chop of the birthday morning to you, King Chopper, Whopper, <laughs> and the boys. Uh, did you guys lovely, see what happened? Lovely chops with the boys. <laughs> lovely chops with the boys. Lovely chops with the wops. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's not a... Is that a racial slur? Oh, God, I hope not. I'm just going to check that. Whopper. I was just, I I was just shortening whop. I don't Whopper think it even. is, no. Is it I think there's something that's uh, similar, okay. it but means, it's not. I think it's an, a very outdated term for an Italian. Oh, immigrant. really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think anyone uses it anymore, but that's, let's not say it. Let's, let's not just say, say Whopper. Let's Whopper's say Whopper. okay. Whopper's fine. It's Burger King. 
Uh, Rami Bad continues to say, did you guys see what happened to Ronda's finger? Yeah, talked about that one earlier. And also, SmackDown was awesome. Bam. Thanks, Eric. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, Christian Procell said, uh, if you think WWE are ruining Kevin Owens, give me a yowie wowie. Yowie wowie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Maldonado says, thoughts on the Sony and MCU Spider-Man split, which Ollie mentioned earlier is on Screen Stalker later today. Head on over to Screen Stalker. What a natural seg, like a uh, promotional spot. Mm. Yeah. Go over to Screen Stalker. Uh, I think it'll be up in the next hour or so. Me and Laurie are talking very in-depth about the Spider-Man stuff with Marvel. I, uh, my conspiracy theory is that it was Disney were the ones who leaked the information first to Deadline because they wanted to show Sony what the backlash would be if they backed out on this deal. Uh, link to that, Wilson Simon says Spider-Man to AEW confirmed. Uh, Jay Jones says, I need to pay my phone bill. And I think it would probably be smart to... Not super chat and pay oh, yeah. your phone bill first. Yeah, phone bill, sh- no, this is how you pay your phone bill. It's it's that super chat box. The money we'll we'll send the money the right way. Yeah, totally. Uh, Jobber JJ, Ollie Davidson number one fan says, Ollie, so happy you introduced King Chopper Whopper. LOL. <laughs> I'm not quite so happy about it. Um, Elizabeth happy Williams birthday. says, Dump Shane, Dump Shane. Survivor Series. Dump man. Shane, dump. Yeah, it's gonna be Survivor Series surely. Team Shane versus Keep Team Kevin Owens. Where else are we? Where is it going to end? When else can it end? Thirty-nine. Yeah, well, apart from that, obviously. Uh, Score painting is elite. Says I can't hear you because my eyes are closed. Ooh, that's uh, that's the wrong sort of sense. Yeah, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It depends on if you listen through your eyes. It sounds like a sort of what's the word? Begins with a. Not alternative, not ambient, not vague. <laughs> Ambiguous. Ambiguous oh, good. Thank- song lyric. Bloody hell, it's a good job you're here, mate. <laughs> uh, Adam Choninja. What other words can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Adam Choninja says, uh, started my vacation today. Get to watch live for once. It's a lovely time with the boys. Lovely, lovely time, time with the boys, boys on holiday. Timothy Beatty says, no brand pay-per-views equals no takeovers equals pre-show. I don't think any of that is correct. but No, no, we're still getting takeovers. They're just going to be on the network. Mm. Like all other pay-per-views. Like all other pay-per-views, yeah. Uh, Arachno says, when KO was the prize fighter, it was for his family. Yeah, so that is... But it wasn't, was it? No. Because he, that was his heel justification for beating people up so much. He was so obsessed with winning that actually... He just said that it was for his family. That's that's my interpretation of what he used to do. I just thought it was a gimmick that he just wouldn't fight unless he got paid more money because he was the prize fighter. But it was it was yeah. tied to yeah. But this, this is this is very very different to that. The two are completely different. This is like someone emailed me recently um, saying like, "Don't know why you're so angry with Alexa Bliss. The Fiend's a tweener, but you like him." I'm like, I don't think you compare the Fiends to Alexa Bliss at the moment. He's consistently a tweener. <laughs> yeah. A tweener doesn't mean changing your character every day. Uh, Phoenix says, another Aussie reporting in. Love you guys so much. By the way. 
Lovely. Oh, Thank you very much. The way you said, by, by the way, way yeah, I, I did read that a bit weird, word, didn't I? You did, yeah. yeah. I'm blaming you weird. for that one, Chopper. That was my fault entirely. Okay, OJ says, who do you think will win the first week of the Wednesday Night War? Much love, OJ. Ooh. It's tough because I, th- I don't know what the how many homes TNT is available in compared to USA Network. USA has more. Does USA have more? Does it? Then you would expect. NXT to, to pull in more than, than AEW. Hey, if WWE keep up this stellar promotion job of NXT, then of course it's going to win. Yeah. But I would say, I'd say NXT. Yeah. Because they've also going to have a two-week lead-in. Yeah, exactly. Two, three weeks before NXT, uh, so AEW starts. Yeah, because I'd, I'd certainly imagine it would be NXT. Uh, Juan Maria, uh, Ramirez sorry, says, So NXT is on USA. What will be the new NXT? You should probably check out the WrestleTalk news later because I talk about that in my news. Yeah. Mm. Is the answer Evolve? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dylan J. Fox says, Hey, Oil and Lunch. Good to see you lads live for once. If you could fantasy book another Shawn Michaels match, how would you do it? Well, that's too big a question, too big a question. but we'll say opponents. Uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, oh, AJ uh, Styles down yeah. in NXT for the, for the soul of NXT. Yeah. Lunch meat. Aaron says, maybe I'm not cursed. Hashtag, who am I kidding? Totally cursed. <laughs> Did he start <laughs> oh, watching again? No. I think he probably started watching oh, again. Oh, Aaron, mate. Oh, I'm so this sorry. This is your fault. <laughs> we were really enjoying Kevin Owens last week. Uh, Dominic Campbell. Oh, wait, should, we, should we explain that to everyone? We probably should. Absolutely not. No? Cool. Dominic Campbell said, uh, surprised. You're surprised WWE are ruining Owens. Yes, I am. I thought they had it right this time. And they've been on a run of really good shows at the moment. We want to like stuff. Adam Cho Ninja comes in again to say, Brian and Rowan committed kidnapping last night. Just throwing that out there. What a heel. I don't know if they were kidnapped. He looked like he was willing to be part of that. Yeah, it was Eric's dad. Yeah. Vincent Slater says, Buddy's going to get screwed next week. I mean, Uh... always look on the bright side. Is he in a... Is he in a... I don't know. I think, I think that's not in King of the Ring, is he? That, no, I, he is in King of the Ring. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Uh, so, yeah, I think, like, he'll somehow get... I think he's winning. I think he's going to win and go into the next round. Hopefully. I believe he's facing Ali in the mm. first round. Um, who have we got next? B says, uh, Did you guys hear that Bray said the Fiend won't go PG? Yes, we did. We talked about this uh, yesterday. It was uh, a report. I can't remember who the report was from. They said they were going to tone it down. And then he said, mm, no, it's not the case. Yeah. Was it ringside and news? Don't know. Don't Meltzer's know. also said that there's nothing to the reports of them t- toning down the fiend backstage. Yeah. So that's good. I think we all just got in a bit of a panic because of how they chopped up the YouTube entrance yeah. after SummerSlam. Completely. Tana Starika says, if you ever get sour on WWE, just remember, at least Bray Wyatt is safe. Also, do you trust Vince, who doesn't care for NXT, to control it? R.I.P. NXT. Again, might be a bit premature. Might need to check out the news later for that. Yeah, so yeah, by all accounts, Vince is not going to have full control of it. It's still going to be a Triple H product. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Time will be, because like the thing is, if it turns out that it doesn't pull in ratings, that's when Vince will start to have a word and start to put his aura in and get his ideas across. Joey Covington says, love that Randy Orton is more fired up. Yeah, yeah. He, he was so good in that opening segment. Completely yeah. agree. 
King Rasta says, uh, SmackDown last night did not grab my attention at all. The Kofi and Randy brawl was lackluster. Oh, no, I like the Garrett. That's one of my favorite bits of the show. Yeah, it was good, but just compared to the raw angle, was yeah. was was lacking. I feel like this super chat came in uh, before we got towards the end of this uh, stream because it says uh, from William Buner says thanks for not yelling when you criticise segments, which I feel like you did uh, later on. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to get your passion across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how Randy cuts promos now. Yeah, it's how we do the news. Uh, Sidesh. Majankar, sorry if I butchered that name. Uh, it's funny how most of your Wrestle Ramble titles have the word ruining in it. Speak so much about the WWE product. I feel so sorry for KO. It's just it's a triggered yeah. word. Yeah. But it's also like it's also pretty accurate in this case. I'd say so. William Buner again says, You guys are the best, especially Ollie. Oh, oh thank you. It's good for you to get those sort of messages after your negative. Uh, you had a lot of backlash in the uh, the podcast today. People don't like those iTunes reviews. They do not. Uh, Dina Seesai. I remembered it this time. Uh, anyone else convinced it was Rowan who was trying to kill Roman and Buddy was not lying? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that was, I think that was the insinuation of this. Because Daniel Bryan's saying he's accusing everyone else of being a liar, but he's doing so much to lie to cover this up, which really falls down as a strategy like if Brian is behind all of this what's the point of lying for two weeks apart from drawing out a storyline beats me bud that's why that's why I said Buddy Murphy because maybe that's why Murphy's been so confused in who he's been fingering hello um, as the culprit so it's it's just him covering his own tracks and it is him that's done it Mm. Flaming Live says, I got a Facebook memory of me saying the WWE would make Bobby Roode and Asuka stars. Oh, How God. wrong I was. Yeah. WWE need to let wrestlers be themselves, yes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. God, what a, what a depressing Facebook memory. I, d- I don't go on Facebook anymore just because of stuff like that. Here's you being an idiot in 2009. I had one uh, yesterday. I went on there to when I was chatting to my wife because I don't really go on Facebook either, but... It was a, uh, a Facebook post from a few years ago when me and Laurie were on a stag do and we were uh, drunk at the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff and we were taking photos with all of the things not connected to the uh, event. It was just a, there's a lo- lovely picture of him posing with light sockets. It's wonderful stuff. Brandon Rayner says, Did you see that cracking 205 Live 10-man tag match from last night? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you were probably the only person who did. It's my weekly burial of 205 Live. Yeah, it's it's, it's a failed experiment. It's very good wrestling, but no one cares. Yeah. Spankster says, Choppy, choppy, (laughs) your Pete Pete. (laughs) Choppy what now? Choppy, choppy, your Pete Pete. Yes. (laughs) That's amazing. It's like the the Kayentai Malvina segment. That's great. It's great. Uh, Nata's WP says a name of an XFL team is going to be Vipers what names can you come up with that go with wrestlers gimmicks for example St. Louis Vipers Pensacola Big Dogs West Newberry Thugs this could be great um, where's where's Braun from the Monsterville, Monster Monsterville. the Monster Island Monsters Green Bay Undertakers <laughs> is he from Green Bay I don't know he's from Death Valley yeah in Texas uh, no, I'm going to say it's. I mean, it's obviously got to be the uh, Boston Daniel Bryan's. Perfect. Parts unknown, big red machines. Uh, Foreskin Max says, "Happy birthday, Adam Pacitti from Cultaholic." Oh, oh is yeah, it, his it birthday actually today? is his birthday today. Is it yeah. actually? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, I saw, happy I saw birthday, Matthew Adam tweeting about Pacitti. it earlier. Yeah, happy birthday, pal. 
Elizabeth Williams says it was Rowan's out of work brother. Yeah. Anyway, some people got to get work. Mm. Hey, Eric Angle got a job God, so um, for a little bit. He did. Uh, Owen Keating says, Hiya, lads. What's next for the Undisputed Era? Just kidding. Could I get a <laughs> shout out for my 21st birthday today uh, from a low $10 pledge hammer? Hey, happy well, birthday. happy bloody birthday to you. Also, I mean, don't steal all my NXT ramble titles. Who was that from, sorry? Uh, Owen Keating. Happy birthday, birthday Owen, Owen Keating. Keating. Uh, it, I guess it's Owen. It's E-O-G-H-A-N. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Owen. Owen? Yeah. It, um, yeah. By the way, enjoy Ramble Club next week. Uh, you will suffer gaming, says a very un, uh, very merry unbirthday to you, Chopper. Thanks. Uh, Tim Arndt says nothing because my thing has just refreshed. Tim Arndt says not even Rowan's uh, Satyricon shirt could get me through that closing segment. Yeah, it's obviously the metal band of the week from mm-hmm. Rowan. Uh, Judas Black says moment of bliss segments are the best thing ever. We know you don't mean that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Anzaldua says it should have been Vin Diesel. After all, he is feuding with The Rock, the Dwayne versus the Diesel. It should have been Dolph Ziggler. No, should it have been? Yeah. Oh, dear. Always. I think that actually would have been worse than revealing that it was not Eric Rowan. But it would have been the most 2019 thing. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, yeah. Uh, Owen Keating is back again to say, also can't believe I share the same birthday as Pachiti and Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, James Quinn says, A bad WWE show is always better when you just watch the highlights on YouTube. That's what I do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you when you watch like a 10-minute cut down of a two-hour show, it's fine. It's probably much better. Yeah. Tana Storica says, Birthday today, guys. So many birthdays. Uh, 28 years young. Got my... Sure. Oh, got my green card, maybe? Mm. Just says got my green could be green card. Green yeah, card. Yeah. Maybe it's and a, the money. <laughs> and a lovely time with the boys. Uh, bill, y'all. As a request, can I get a shout out? Also, hello, King Chopper Whopper. Hi. Oh, shout out happy to you. What was the birthday. name? Uh, Tana Starica. Oh, well. Tana Starica, happy, happy birthday. birthday to you. There's a lot of uh, people born in August because it's, it's nine months after Christmas. Shocking. Yeah. And nine months after, almost nine months after New Year, if yeah. you were. I'm too full. Early. I'm too full and <laughs> too, too drunk to do anything <laughs> like that. More of a February shagger. <laughs> I've sorted out all the bills from Christmas. All the oh, admins yeah. out of the way for the year. I haven't got any time. Yeah. It's February. I've got a nice three-day stretch in February. <laughs> a, a block book. Before Valentine's or after? Oh, it's nothing to do with Valentine's. No, no. no. no, no I was it's, just curious if no, you were just... the 7th. Yeah, the 7th. 7th of the 10th. Yeah. It's just, I mean, all the admins out of the way no, for the year, really. better that way. Our good friend Adam Pearson says, uh, sorry I'm late, I was burning down Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) Crikey. It's It's an extreme reaction. It's an extreme reaction. But the right one. I do like, yeah, people are very much taking sides in this war. There's a petition to uh, to boycott all future Sony Spider-Man movies and the PlayStation. And I'm like, I mean, that's that's a bold move because it's been out for about four years. It's probably sold the majority of its consoles at this point. GoSoup12 says, just popping in to give you money. Money. I I can't believe they kicked Spidey out of the MCU. (laughs) On Pete's birthday of all days. (laughs) Sad times with the boys. Won't somebody please think of the choppers? Uh, my favorite image I've seen so far is someone post a picture of um, Spider-Man crying. It's just like, no more Avengers for you. Only Venom. Boo. Uh, what we got next? Tina Keys says, uh, enjoying the content early morning here in Seattle. Keep it up, guys. 
Oh, well, scrambled eggs. You made me forget all the words. It's what I think when I think of Seattle. and scrambled eggs. Oh, baby. Mercy. Marcus Roman says... I'm disappointed. I liked Elias's old theme better. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about Elias. He's got a he new got theme now. Music. Yeah, I, I mean, it just should just be him strumming his guitar. If you can't put that up he, on Spotify. And he walks out. Yeah, good point. Tomo. Tomo. Says Pete. How many birthdays do you have? I've said happy birthday like four times this week. Hey, I have one, but according to Ollie, <laughs> it's every day. Thanks, Ollie. It's happy birthday. We, it's good we like you so much, Pete. We want to treat mm-hmm. every day that you work here like it's your birthday. I wish that was true. <laughs> didn't, didn't you once say that? You said, like, what, like coming here every day is like a birthday for you. Yeah. No. I definitely I'm never sure said that. I'm pretty sure he said that, yeah. When, when he was on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Raheel Prasad says, The mystery attacker looks like a fake Luke Harper. No, it looks no. like a fake <laughs> Eric Rowan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's been so long, I forgot what Luke Harper looked <laughs> like. I was like, does he? And then finally, uh, Bill Bilson, twice, Margaret Esdell, and Givanshu Dua, thank you for donating, but with no message. Hey, thank you so much. Slash, maybe they were trying to pay their phone bills. We don't know. We don't know how it Possibly. works. Possibly. Uh, this comes in from Anish, kind of actually on the similar subjects where the last email we had in our intro, who says, I've never really found any a reason to email you guys until now, but I just wanted to say, uh, and I know you probably get this a lot, Thank you for everything you do, Luke, Elfagdor, Pete, all of you, even Ollie. Now, on the what? subject of this... What, 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 when did this become a thing? Hey, I don't know, dude. You're the one who starts offending people. Why am, why am I the guy at the end of the thanks now? I was always the first guy. Yeah. That was the point. I get to decide <laughs> where other people are. Like, no one's allowed to say Randy's name. Everyone calls Blake Ham a piece of crap. What... Why even Ollie? Well, you've just wanted to do iTunes reviews, so you've taken a, you've taken content away from people. I think it wow. must be made. Uh, under the subject of the email and how you guys helped me get amazing grades for some contest, I'm in grade 10, I'm 15 years old, and I'm about to give uh, my IGCSES. Basically, GCSEs for foreign students. I right. live in India, by the way. Now, normal people give all of their boards at the end of the semester, but some of us are special, insert Blake Ham reference. So let me explain. Our school offers two levels of math. Extended math, which which what everyone has to do, and on top of that, some of us can have the additional math board, but you have to be very smart. Humble brag. Me being me, failed the entrance exam to get ad math, but my parents talked the school and got me in. This put a chip on my shoulder, me wanting to prove that I am good enough to do ad math, and that's where you guys came in. I have been a fan for Wait, a very long time. Is ad math just... Ad math. So advanced addition. math. Additional math. What was it that just, you just said? Four uh, plus Extended math. Ad math. And then there's an additional math. So it's ad math, additional ah, okay. math. Not divide math. No, absolutely not. No. Minus math. I've been a fan for a very long time from the days where people thought you were obsessed with talking about your lady partners. Crikey, that's a way back when. Yeah. Um, now we now we can't stand them. Yeah, so you ended up doing it more. I remember the Legion of Spoons <laughs> and was kind of disappointed that you didn't award your favorite spoon to the Spooniversal champion, but that's okay. Oh, that's good. Normally, I listen to your podcast while playing video games or in the car sometimes. More recently, starting about a year ago, I listened to your podcast while solving math questions. You guys made me look forward to doing math and made me want to practice it more and more often. Finally, in the month of May this year, after lots of practice, I gave my extended math 
bored one year earlier than normal dumb people do. <laughs> and I got my results on Tuesday this week. I am delighted to find out I got the highest grade possible an A star with a 96 percentile. Wow. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. I'm still going to give the rest of my boards, even the additional math one, which seems daunting. But you guys, but with you guys by my side, I think I can do well there too. I was planning to make this a get better story, but only a piece of cramp would send in a success story as a get better. I'm looking at you, Blake Ham. <laughs> So let me say it again. Thank you, guys. You can tell Ollie he can't complain about Robert Roode losing his mustache. It was, uh, is it just me, or did Ollie have a mustache for a video and lost it with no follow-up? I've never written a proper email to anyone before, that. so I'm sorry for everything that went wrong, like spelling his grammar. I don't know. Uh, format? Um, that was it from Anish, which was a tremendous email. I think you should write it all in numbers, though. Mm. The fitting of your new math man gimmick. I like the math man. Math man. Like a math man. A math man. <laughs> Um, I d- just like you know, don't get too cocky though, math man, because like you said, that was sixty percent us. Mm. I would say to use maths. Yeah, we were mostly responsible for your success there. No, I'd say so. Yeah. Likewise with the person at the start of the show who passed his A levels. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was all us. Uh, this comes in from Gara. It's a Rust Talk Get Better, um, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Big Chopper, Simon, SoCal Val. That's not his name anymore. And the future Wrestle Dog. And yep, that's about it. I forgot about Wrestle Dog. What yeah. was the fun name that someone came up with him? Uh, the Rough Ival was one of that my personal favorites. That was funny, favors. but that wasn't the one. It's good, but it's not the. Is it's it? good, but it's not the answer. <laughs> Um, this get better is also partially a thank you I'm currently 19 years old and at university although I desperately want to leave it's horrible however since the age of 14 I suffer from pretty bad depression and anxiety it's gotten pretty bad in the past and thankfully I've survived a suicide attempt firstly I just want to say thank you for unknowingly saving my life last year sometime I'd had enough and was on the verge however my thought was WrestleTalk still hadn't released the Dominion podcast. So by the time I waited and listened to you guys speak, I'd calmed down and cheered up enough to reassess the situation. Oh, thank God we did a review of Dominion that year. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, Didn't God. do one this year. <laughs> Uh, the root of this issue is partly genetical, but also some bad experiences. One of the main uh, being that I'm dedicated or... Uh, One of the main being I dedicated almost 15 of my life to being heavily pursuing a sport professionally. However, trying to maintain that and top grades at school got too much and they both fell through and I ended up having to quit my sport. I'm fortunate enough not to struggle for that. Um, I am fortunate enough not to not struggle for that many things in life, but I wanted to make a concerted effort to improve my mental health and learn to interact with people better. I'm an extreme introvert. I've gone months before without even leaving my house. And I also uh, and also to lose 10 kg uh, that I put on since quitting my sport. Apologize for the long email, but I just wanted to thank you for putting in great uh, putting out great contact content. I think he means uh, and making me feel like I have friends to watch wrestling alongside and keeping me company when I'm at my lowest. Regards from Gara. Ah, oh, thank you very much, man. And keep keep at it. Keep on shopping. Oh, I'm terrible at vi- terrible at advice. Someone sent us in. We've had a. I, I had a uh, an email that came in that was just. I need some advice, but it's not for the podcast. Ooh. And they were just like, I need some advice. Yeah. And then someone else did it as well. And I'm like, oh, I, hang on, I'm not turning this into a job. I'm not. This is not going to be part of my job description anymore. How do I install Premiere Pro? <laughs> was it that? No, no, no. Was it, it Pete's email to you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, for God's sake, Pete! There's online tutorials. There's online tutorials for it. Put it into YouTube. There's, you know, YouTube. There's loads of videos there. Yeah, well, that's partly why we were tra- trying to research partnering with a, a, a mental health charity of some sort, so we Indeed. can, you know, 
that spread the message, but also offload a lot of work that we don't want to do. Mm. <laughs> um, we're going to have to call it a close, I think, there. Do you want to do... Actually, no, you do an iTunes Oh, review. I've got three iTunes okay, reviews well, for you. You've got three minutes. I think I can do them. Five-star frog splash review from Charles Too Good to Be True. Too good. That is such Charles. a naughty nickname. Charles Too Good to Be True. Well, I mean, iTunes does feel like a very naughty thing. Hi, Ollie Luke. I'm not first. Na- not the this 90s. One. Hi, Ollie Luke. El Fagador. Chopper. Also known as King Chopper Whopper. Housemate Simon. Tomo. And not you, Randy. My name is Charles Goodale. And I wanted to, you to know if I was Dave Meltzer, you would have a 10 star review because I love all the work you guys do. I'm listening all the way here in Georgia. Do you want to do an AJ Styles for Georgia? <laughs> no, because the, the only AJ Styles impression I could do is that really offensive interview that everyone tries to forget. Where he, yeah. <laughs> Where it didn't he, happen. It, didn't, it absolutely didn't happen. Go, the gay community. <laughs> yeah, we can get past things if they're really good wrestlers. <laughs> Just hit a phenomenal forearm, mate. It's all right. All James Gunn needed to do was make Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. And yes, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I also want you to know I'm spreading your podcast and YouTube channel around here like wildfire. He's put wildfire in quotes. Was there a wildfire in Georgia? I don't know. Uh, Lol, LOL. I just had two things to bring up. One, would it be a cool little thing to say that it's Sister Abigail singing in Bray's new theme? Well, it's quite, I think it's a man, isn't it? No, it's It's, Code Orange. It is a woman. Oh, it is a woman. Yeah, it's a lady. I just thought it was a womanly sounding man i know it's definitely a, ah, it's a woman a woman well that's cool yeah i guess you could say i don't know I, I don't know if you want to make sister abigail a thing outside of bray's own head it just needs to be something that is in his head and within and from his past and finally would you say it'd be a cool idea if shane was the attacker or ordered the attack on roman absolutely Ooh. not then by survivor series it's team shane drew the revival eli's and Shane versus Team Roman. Buddy, Samoa Joe, The Miz, Kevin Owens, and Roman. Ooh. I think Joe's not turning now. I, yeah. think, I think they've t- they've decided to not turn Joe and they're turning Buddy instead. There's going to be a swerve on the swerve mm-hmm. to just go back to a straight linear line. I uh, also, I don't want Shane to be in a, another story. We've just got him down to one feud with Owens. Yeah. Don't need him to infect the main event again. Sorry for the long review. Me and my wife love ya all and your work. Keep up the good work. Also, can you give a shout out to fellow Global Wrestling News on Facebook? Screw you, Blake Hammy. LOL. Yeah, well, does that count as a shout out that I, I accidentally read it? <laughs> <laughs> Follow Global Wrestling News. 2K would have to pay for that sort of publicity. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your, your review, Charles. Too good to be true. That is an example of using the review section for a mailbag. Oh my God, I've just seen the time. Yeah. Also, gotta I've, go. I've also made the decision as well, I've, I've, an executive decision, I didn't talk this through with you, but I'm now calling it the pod bag because it's it's mailbag questions for podcast only. So it's not okay. the pod bag. I like that. That's yeah, good, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Pete's giving me the stink eye again. So we've got to get out of here and go do a live show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review where we're moving to the USA Network. So we'll probably have some stuff to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Pete, sit down and set up the stream, mate.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.